what it mean to me. Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast all about why are you proud of GWSB. My name is Liesl Riddle, and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at George Washington University School of Business. And I have the great pleasure of sitting down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students to hear why they are GWSB Proud. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited today to be able to share with you about our Consulting Abroad program. This is our quintessential student experience in our global MBA program, our full-time MBA program. And I'm joined here by my colleague, our Assistant Director for Global and Experiential Education for Graduate Programs, Sarah LaRosa. Good to see you in the studio today. Hi, Liesl. Very nice to see you. So Sarah, tee us up a little bit, level the playing field. What is the Consulting Abroad program in the, the, for the global MBA students? The Consulting Abroad program was created 13 years ago um, to provide an opportunity for global MBAs to synthesize and apply the knowledge they gain during their first year of study in the program. So students work in teams to develop and present actionable recommendations to a real business challenge for a global partner around the world. So far, over 1,100 CAP students have engaged 150 companies in over 20 countries. I can't believe it's been that long. I mean, I, I was a faculty member when we did this the first time, and it was so much fun to teach in that first group of CAP students. And so many of my, and this is no joke, many of my CAP students, at least more than half that class, I'm still in touch with that many years later um, and uh, in, in regular contact with. So hello, everybody, if you're listening to the to this particular podcast. But I think that really speaks to the great community experience um, that is that is really the Consulting Abroad program for students, but also students and faculty. Um, as well. Speaking of students, we have three of our global MBA students from class of 2022 um, who started off and went all year virtually, including their consulting abroad program. So I'm going to have each one of them sort of introduce themselves to the audience here. Michael, why don't you go first? Hi, I'm Mike Tedessa. I am a a global MBA class of 2022. My professional experience was uh, in business development consultation uh, for Fortune 500 companies. I'm now a founder of Happy Plate, a local marketplace startup that enables people with long-term health issues uh, to eat according to their uh, health needs. Great. And Allison? Hi, Allison Van Fechtman. I am also a global MBA candidate. Um, Prior to coming to my, for my MBA, I worked in the automotive uh, manufacturing industry. Um, So I was a business analyst and a project manager before that. I also have my Bachelor's of Science in Biology and Biotechnology. Fantastic. And Vincent. Hi, and thank you, Dean Riddle, for this amazing opportunity to to share uh, one of our greatest experience of the academic year. Uh, So my name is Vincent, and uh, together with Alison and Michael, I was a first-year global MBA student uh, prior to joining uh, GW. uh, I acted as as a project consultant on advocacy projects with uh, implementing partner organization on, 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 of the United Nations, uh, of various United 
Nations agencies. And um, um, for this CAP project, I was with a team of five uh, working uh, for a private Turkish bank, QNB Finance Bank, on enhancing their mobile uh, chatbot. Well, already our audience can see that these are really some exciting countries and companies. You know, one of the reasons why we offer this Consulting Abroad program is really a practicum course offered at the very end of all of our core course experience for our MBA students. It's really an opportunity at the end of that first year to take all of the knowledge that you've gained across all the different functional areas and all the integrative business courses and really put it into practice with a brand new work team, you know, students that you haven't worked with before, a new faculty member who's an expert in that country and some of the industries that you're studying. Um, and then you get to work with a, a real client in that country and have a lot of exchange uh, with them to solve one of their problems. And the whole reason we do this is because you come back as an MBA student, you want to be able to take new tools and start putting them into practice in your own career. And we hope the CAP is one of those opportunities to try out those muscles, those new muscles, so to speak. So I'm curious, how do you see students, how do you see the CAP experience connecting with uh, your career path? And um, Allison, why don't we start with you? Sure. So um, as I said before, I have my bachelor's in biotech, um, but I did get away from, you know, the pharma industry and worked in automotive. But getting to do the, the CAP project, um, I was able to, you know, get some real hands-on experience in the biotech field, which was so great because I'd like to return to that post-grad. Um, so having the, the international uh, component as well. So doing some market entry um, and, you know, honestly, the, I, it was virtual, but that knowing how to do virtual presentations is so critical, especially for, you know, working with international companies and, um, you know, global uh, colleagues. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea of being able to put on your resume that you managed this virtual team you know, that big buzzword now is so important. So it's the presentation, but it's also all that global man you know, global virtual team management um, that you all did and did so well. That's a, that's a really, really great point. Mike, what about you? What's the connection with your career story? Uh, with my career story, I think the advantage here is that prior to coming, I've worked with different clients uh, that were international, but Specifically with Absent Mobile, it's a startup in Ghana. And given that I just launched my company, it enabled me to think from uh, the founder's perspective and um, help him understand his needs in a way, whether it's from marketing or looking at uh, their company focused on too, too many products. And I was able to uh, practice my entrepreneurial uh, skill set as well as work with different people uh, in my team from different career backgrounds that enabled us to really um, come together for one goal. Um, and so I think that was an incredible experience. And as an African, uh, someone from the continent as well, it allowed me to understand the needs that uh, Africa has on the mobile money, how, how well they're growing now, but uh, also the issues from operational risk and regulation side and how it's really difficult to do business over there because of the, the lack of infrastructure. So. 
in case I want to do a, um, a startup in Africa in the future, now I feel like I'm well equipped to understand uh, what I need in order, before I even uh, think about planning uh, the future in Africa. Uh, that's really, that's really, really exciting and great to hear. How about you, Vincent? I was definitely looking forward to learn more about the, the current challenges of, uh, uh, that a financial institution face in, in, in the digitization. And, or, and I actually, from a strategic standpoint, this project was very instrumental for me to learn about marketing, process optimization and innovation in a sector of uh, particular interest. But in addition, I think the, the, the CAP project really helped me also enhance some skills when it comes to lead a team and uh, manage a relationship among, among a team of uh, or a small group of five, of five students. And uh, that I think was also one of the um, biggest learning and, and maybe uh, the biggest takeaway that, 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 I, that will stay with me, you know, after completion of this really exciting project. So you were in Turkey, one of my favorite uh, countries and where I took my CAP students before. Is there something about, you know, you talked about the way you got in terms of industry knowledge. Did you learn something about Turkey you didn't know before? Absolutely. And I think that's the amazing story of uh, CAP and also something that makes me extremely GW proud. So I have a, an, a, an history with Turkey because my in-laws are in Turkey. And uh, so I've been to Turkey many times in the past, mostly as a, as a tourist uh, or as a relative, so to speak. But, uh, but I had uh, only limited acquaintance with the professional world and 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 what it takes to to be actually um, uh, I mean uh, to work in Turkey maybe uh, that it is a very demanding uh, workplace uh, with very high expectation uh, from a technological uh, perspective uh, people are extremely savvy and uh, and so that I, I almost uh, realized the dream, you know, to, to work with uh, Turkish uh, stakeholders. Uh, that's something I, I mean, I was not expecting prior to joining uh, GWMBA and, uh, and I was able to achieve it. So I'm extremely grateful for, for this opportunity as well as for the assistance from Professor Accuse and our great uh, student advisor, Meta Osman, of course. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the great things about CAP is that we often are able to match, and in this case, we 100% matched faculty that are actually from those countries, right, with the class and with the projects. Um, and even when we don't, these are faculty that have expertise or have done extensive research on a given country. So you do sort of feel like you get more than that sort of super superficial, although that's still fun, tourism kind of experience. You get to go deeper than than that. So I'm, I'm really glad you were able to, to better understand that country. It's very important also in your personal life as well. So, so Allison, tell me about what did you learn about either Sweden or about the industry that you were focused on that was a great takeaway for you? I'd say there are a couple takeaways I had. Um, the first one is that the Swedish companies, the way they're set up, a lot of them are very flat organizations. So we were working really closely with C-suite on our the entirety of our projects, which is not something that might happen with all companies um, and was you know, a, a wonderful opportunity for us and my team. Um, another big takeaway is that, um, and I did not know this before, that Sweden is second only to Silicon Valley in uh, unicorns per capita. 
Um, I don't know if you know what unicorns are, but they're um, companies that are, are valued at one billion or more. That's right. so that was, you know, fascinating. Yeah, that it is so cool, and I think that's why we're really fortunate that uh, Professor Anna Helm that teaches that uh, course. We do a lot of different courses to Sweden, focusing on you know innovation, technology in a lot of different ways in CAP and elsewhere, leveraging her expertise. And that's why I'm glad that was helpful for you, Mike. What was your takeaway? Did you learn something about Ghana, or was it more industry specific knowledge? Um, for me, it was actually an exciting opportunity because I learned about Ghana. As a country that you know, apart from the Nigerians of the world, Ghana is actually growing in the fintech space, uh, which was very exciting to learn. But I also have identified that there is a huge talent retention and talent acquisition issue in Africa, and uh, I got to understand uh, in depth about that because a company, a startup, could in America or in a developing country can hire um, a talent. Over there, you have to train the talent as well as retaining the talent becomes tough. So for startups, not only government regulation, not only infrastructure issues, but also talent retention could be very difficult. And so I got to see in ways how we can potentially, those the diaspora that's here could potentially solve that as well. And so, um, which was a great experience. I'm Ethiopian and I always think Ethiopia, but this allowed me to look elsewhere, not just East Africa, but as well as West Africa and um, understand the needs. Well, that, you know, that that's very inspirational, actually. And I'm, I'm really glad that you got that experience and that sort of broader, broader perspective. You know, you guys, I'm curious about how did you manage this virtual world? We normally, and Sarah's going to tell us a little bit more about this in a minute, we normally don't do CAP quite exactly this way. We don't usually stay virtual the whole time. So, you were working with a brand new team, you know, you've been working with the same team most of the year. So you got this new team, distance environment, new client, new faculty member. How did you build camaraderie? What was the group uh, dynamic, you know, like? So Vincent, you want to talk first, share a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you. I think, um, well, first of all, um, I big shout out to my teammates, uh, Archana, Lisa, Lungile, and Trevor. They were the best teammates uh, that I could possibly <laughs> dream of. Um, but apart from that, we had a team uh, of uh, with five different nationalities spanning uh, on um, four different continents, uh, although most of our team was uh, based around DC. Um, I think one of our great advantages is that everybody was so motivated, I think, by, by this project that it created a, a great emulation and everybody was really eager to meet on a weekly basis, but also um, actually have uh, more meetings than we even needed. Mm -hmm. And we found extremely useful, I think, after a couple of uh, weeks into the project to spend some time also meeting without a specific agenda, uh, just also to discuss and catch up um, on, on various issues surrounding the project that would be of, um, of specific concern for one of each other uh, team members. And I think that slowly, slowly, yeah, we built, uh, we built our cap team among ourselves. But uh, that being said, I think the, the format of the project 
helped also really because we were gathered uh, by um, by country chapters. So on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, we were able to meet in, in smaller number than uh, with our whole cohort. So I think we we also beyond our team, uh, we had uh, we had strong links also uh, with with the other capture key projects, and uh, and, and that really helped I think uh, creating an enabling environment and some. I, I'm not saying uh, this uh, because I was so uh, uh, proud of uh, and so fond of Turkey, but just because I was really amazed by by what the CAP project brought to me. Uh, I think uh, I really learned from everyone in 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 our class. Uh, every question that people asked, every uh, insights that were provided by our guest speakers and and our and all the support from from our faculty, it was it was really awesome. Mike, was your team uh, similar or different? Um, it was uh, very similar, but my maybe I was in the beginning. I was uh, in the hospital. I had surgery, and so when my team was assigned, I wasn't able to see it. Um, I was thinking that I'll, we would be working with the same leadership group. And I was kind of disappointed because we had really built an amazing report. But then I was able to meet with my group and they were very supportive. And I was so happy that with the people I was assigned with, um, just to give them a, a huge shout out. Thank you to Rana, Alex, uh, Halim and uh, Courtney. Um, we worked very well. We set up a, a call in the beginning we set up uh, expectations for the team um, and uh, time limit and also leadership roles. And so I served as a, the vice president role, but I wasn't really stuck to the role um, because whoever had the time, whoever was good at something chose um, to go on. And so we didn't really have any problems. So we complemented each other very well. Apart from that, um, like Vincent says, for me, the got the, the CAP Ghana team, entire, the entire cohort was also support, supportive because I had friends in other teams and I was able to learn opportunities, uh, Ghana opportunities from healthcare and other perspective of like selling furniture and stuff that I never even thought uh, were being produced in Africa. I was able to learn. Our professor was great. Sarah was great. And so I, I think overall, we, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed uh, the CAP. I was scared in the beginning because when I signed for... Um, GMBA, knowing that I was going to possibly have this surgery during this time, I didn't know how much time I was going to miss. Given that it was virtual, it kind of helped me out a lot because I didn't need to travel to Ghana. Um, and so there's there's nothing but positive things that I will say about uh, my experience with my team or um, COP, uh, CAP Ghana or this CAP uh, project overall. Oh, great. So Allison, round us out. Was your team similar? Yes, I also had a wonderful team experience. Um, again, massive shout out to Emma, Naya, and Greg. Um, it was such a, a safe um, a team dynamic, I would say. It was a very collaborative. Um, we had different strengths and, you know, we um, could play to those strengths and, and help each other where we were um, a little bit weaker and, and help build up the team um, that way. Uh, I would say one major thing that I think was really helpful for our team was the, the midpoint peer feedback. Um, we maybe had a little bit of difficulty communicating at the beginning. And then 
but we did the peer feedback and, you know, I would say discussing how we wanted the team to function made such a big difference. And once we, you know, went through some of our, our team expectations and, and how we wanted the team to function, um, it got so much more collaborative and, and we, it was, it was much better. Um, we also spent a little bit of time like trying to get to know each other outside of the team, um, outside of the project, which was such um, a, a good move on our part because I think getting to know each other on a more personal level made it a lot more collaborative. And, um, you know, the when we did have to make, have discussions, you know, it was um, much more comfortable for us. Just exceptional stories, I think, and really speaks to the camaraderie um, and the collegiality that really exists within the global MBA. I mean, it's a specially selected group of people. And we don't just choose people based on their academic performance, you know, through interviews and other means, we also are trying to put together a, a, a group of people that will really be good as a unit. You know, it's almost as if you're, you're um, identifying one big, large team that then will kind of go into sort of separate subgroups. So I think those those really positive dynamics come out. It's, it's certainly not easy, particularly in a virtual environment and all people in all teams always have bumps, but it sounds like your teams all really overcame lots of different kinds of uh, challenges in some great ways. Well, you know, um, we're, we're kind of short on our time. So I, I want to kind of boil this last question down for the students down to just kind of one issue. And that is, you know, when global MBA students are thinking about CAP, it's often very hard to make that big decision about which project to choose, right? Because you have countries to choose, you have industries to choose, um, you have faculty members perhaps to choose. So there are lots of different or where your other friends are going and what other classes they're going to work on. So, you know, what do you think is the number one? If you just had to pick one, what is the number one decision making factor you think you would recommend GMBAs, global MBAs to think about? What do you think, Allison? I would say um, taking stock of what you want to do post-grad. Um, and picking a project that really closely aligns with that. Because then I know for, for me, I um, worked in a, a biotech company and um, now I, I think that played a big role in me getting a summer internship with a biotech um, supplier. So that I think it was um, the project for me. Oh, that's very cool. Michael, you were shaking your head. So tell us a little bit, do you, you agree with that? I was, I was agreeing to that part, but just to change it a little bit and give uh, maybe Professor Dubas that's listening, uh, foresight. I, I use that to change uh, my perspective of my career goals that I've seen in the past, but future industries and countries that could potentially have a high growth impact. And so I chose Ghana and mobile money specifically based on that in case I end up in Africa, where do I want to get involved, mobile money side or fintech side and so what was that and so foresight is uh something i learned at gw that i think could be key to future gmba yes we have professor tomas debast uh, who teaches in our business and society series often and sometimes in other departments and and is really a strategic foresight uh expert and i know you really enjoyed that class i'm I, he's gonna love to hear that you were able to kind of make that connection across uh, across the courses so vincent is this kind of your theme too or do you feel differently 
Absolutely. I can only agree with Alison and Michael. So I think that uh, it would be it would be critical, I think, in, in selecting uh, cap, your CAP project or applying for your CAP project, actually, to choose the project that uh, you're the most interested in. Uh, and that helps you also go outside maybe of your comfort zone. Uh, if you have some professional skills, don't don't be don't count on them too much for this project, but look at something that that will build your future skills uh, for for your career that is ahead of you. And then in terms of country, I think it's it's just about I think choosing the country that you're the most interested learning about. Although I have to say they are all very interesting, uh, all the countries and all the projects. So I think my advice for future maybe MBA students is more to choose GW instead of other <laughs> universities uh, because, uh, well, you will be delighted by, by all the opportunities among which CAP is really one of them. Oh, that now that really warms uh, warms my heart. But you know the the all of the compliments about the types of projects that we've you know selected, the clients that you're working with, all those kudos goes to Sarah because Sarah spends tireless months, even almost a full year ahead of time thinking through, she's already looking at the incoming class that's coming in behind you. Um, as we get to know them and, and um, have our first conversations with them, she wants to know what are the industries that they're interested in? What countries are they coming from? To try to start thinking about what clients we should start finding. Um, so Sarah, tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the CAP program? This was all a virtual experience. What is it really like? What was it like prior to, to COVID? And hopefully we can return to that post uh, in post-COVID, um, the sort of traditional structure of the CAP program. Certainly. So typically um, we would have three to five classes of students traveling abroad um, for the final two weeks of the semester um, as sort of a um, you know highlight experience. So in addition to the virtual meetings and communications that they had with their global partners throughout the semester, they're able to deliver the final presentations and complete you know, some of the final um, research in country. Um, thankfully, you know, the virtual program this year and last year, we are still able to deliver fantastic recommendations and all the learning objectives of the course were achieved. Um, and so, very grateful for that. Um, but typically, like I said, two weeks abroad for students to be in country experiencing the local market. Um, and I can say, you know, it's 20 plus countries that students have had an opportunity to visit in the past, ranging from Brazil to Germany, Mexico, Rwanda, Vietnam, um, and everywhere in between. So we really strive for diversity in terms of the geographies, um, but also in the types of organizations that we're engaging. So our students have worked with small family companies all the way up to Fortune 500s and everything in between as well. So um, it is mostly due to students' varied interests. We're trying to identify companies that align with the career goals and professional interests of students. Um, and they're also like the um, students today have mentioned, you know, learning not only about their specific project and global partner, um, but learning a lot alongside their peers in the class about all the other um, areas and opportunities. So we want it to be um, really comprehensive and, and touching on as much as possible so that um, students are broadening their knowledge in a way that is really 
unique and only possible through this type of unique experience. Um, but as far as the types of challenges, um, today we heard about some marketing challenges and um, product challenges, but um, students have also worked in um, human capital, growth planning, operations, branding, um, to name a few. Um, but like I said, it's it's really dependent on the, the interests of the students. If um, you know, depending on who's coming, we'll work hard to identify opportunities that align. Well, and the wonderful thing about actually going out and traveling is that the students spend around 10 days or so in country them, you know, themselves with their faculty member and fellow students getting to go around and, you know, really absorb the local community, the culture, you know, there's all kinds of a study tour kind of built into that where faculty take um, students around to meet different stakeholders that would impact or have some additional light to shed on the um, solutions that that the teams are trying to put together. And so you can really, again, sort of get more grounded in that local environment and, of course, have lots of fun, right? There's group dinners and breakfasts and guest speakers that come in and you get to go do fun things and do tours and, and, and all that kind of thing together. So, I mean, I, I just have so many fond memories of my time teaching in, in this program. And I am really looking forward to us being able to explore the world with great students like you all. And hopefully we'll be able to get you guys on a plane too and out to another, another country when we get out of just all virtual environment. Well, thank you all for joining me and GWSB Proud. Today, we certainly are proud of our CAP program, but we are really proud of our, of our students and the team that puts all of this together. So thank you all for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud. Come through, had the hell to the buff, hell to the blue, shaking the neighbors when the team come through, come through. Cheetah, what it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me, buff and blue, so you know they need not that for me.